0: Thanks for listening. Appreciate you being here. Follow me over on Spotify. That's where the new podcast is. That's where you can find me. That's where we can connect, and you'll see all new future episodes. The link is below, or you can just jump over to Spotify and search "Grow with Kobe. And now, let's get rolling with the next episode. Welcome to Grow with Kobe. Listen, this is a podcast that can help us navigate in a more skilled way the life that's in front of us as... Parents, partners, individuals, professionals, whatever applies to you. And if we can understand the skills it will help us to create as little collateral damage as possible, if we can focus on the things that will get us to the place we wanna go, if we have mindfulness of the skills, we can seriously understand who we are, which means we can better connect with the people who are around us. So come with me. This is gonna be raw, it will be unfiltered, it will be vulnerable. We'll talk about successes. We'll talk about miserable failures, but most importantly, you're going to get authenticity from me and from all my guests. So come on, come with me. Let's all go together. All right, guys, welcome back to the next episode. This is going to be really cool because I've got a special guest in Lucy Mitchell joining me today. Lucy, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. What about you? I'm good.
0: I'm happy that you're here. So We're going to talk about the Spike narrative today. This is another point in the check-in format that's really, really critical to staying in reality, I would say. And um, Lucy, why don't you just tell us first off where Spike came from because he is your creation.
1: So the, the way I came up with the Spike narrative is when I was four, I got sexually abused by one of my relatives who was very close to me. And after that, I went to therapy, and they tried everything, and a, some of the things worked, but this thing, this spike narrative worked the most. I was, I was four, and I'm watching Disney shows and Pixar. So the first thing I thought of was a really spiky Mike Wazowski. And that spike narrative helped me figure out my emotions and how to deal with this trauma. So I wouldn't be as traumatized when I get older. Like now,
0: that's a, that's a huge deal. And, and, um, your psychiatrist, your psychologist, excuse me. He, I remember him in, in one session saying, okay, Lucy, so someone has come into your life that will tell you no, because of what happened right because of the abuse then um that introduced someone into your life that's going to tell you to sass your teacher hit your mom um you know steal you know toys from your sister etc cetera, etc cetera, right and so he said it's important that you remember that that's not you but that came from this experience and so what was it like as you recall when like the experience when you would have a spike thought when early on, what, what would you do? Like, what was that like?
1: So, um, as you know, I would use a spike narrative, but not only that, we, we, we they were, were- They were like
0: spike thoughts, <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Exactly, so in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they think of it as the Holy Ghost. And we thought of it as the Holy Ghost, but recently since our religion changed and uh, quarantine happened, mm. we have changed that. And Spike has been like the Satan in that.
0: Well, that's basically the equivalent, right? Is like Spike and Satan, they're pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so what, what's an example of a, a Spike thought um, that you can remember just from being a kid?
1: So, my spike thought that I reached, like that I would mostly get is go tease your sister or like steal a toy from her. And that would come to me naturally because that's mostly that's what, what
0: Spike does right? <laughs>
1: that's what also siblings do. Uh-huh. So, as you know, I would go and tease her, and then I would realize straight away that was Spike talking to me to tell me to do that. So I would usually immediately apologize and give her back the toy or stop teasing her and give her like good affirmations to help her.
0: It was awesome. And, and it was really cool as a dad to to watch you, Lucy, because like legit as a, as a four-year-old, you would come into the kitchen. I remember this specifically. Hey, mom, dad, I had a spike thought. And Dr. D, your psychologist, would say, okay, when you have a spike thought, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to come tell your parents what it is. And number two, you write it on a what? Sticky note. And what do you do with that?
1: We crumple it up and throw it away. That's what we did in our family. And uh, that's what I still do, honestly. I, I go to school and I think of a bad thought, not just spike narrative, but like any thought that just doesn't deserve to be spoken. Like I write it down and I crumble it up and I just throw it away.
0: And, and so what would be an example of some thoughts? Cause for me, I'll give you an example. Um, for me, I was really, really frustrated a few nights ago with the way that some lady was pulling out of a driveway from a gas station and I thought she was going to hit me, but she didn't. And I got so angry and was like, what's wrong? I didn't say it aloud, but I was like, what's wrong with you? I can't believe this lady. And that's just spike putting thoughts in my head that weren't true because she didn't do anything wrong, right?
1: Yeah, um, and I think that it was honestly just your papa bear instincts just kicking in. <laughs> I mean, we would all do that if we had kids in the car or just at any point, and we all get that spike narrative, and just because you get spike narrative more often than you think doesn't mean you're different or you're not special. We are all the same. We are all equals. We we all have that spike narrative. And even if you don't think you have that spike narrative, you always do, self-conscious or to other people. It's it's just the natural way of a human being. Yeah,
0: that's just... I, and I I think you just let people off the hook, Lucy, because it'd be pretty easy to judge ourselves based upon the thoughts that cross our mind. But I guess the key part on this is is like you said, we're all the same. We're all equal. That means everybody's going to have their own version of a Spike narrative, right?
1: Yeah, of course. We all have suffered through things that have gotten into into us for bad situations. And I think it's, it's mainly our decision, but it's Spike pushing us towards the wrong decision. It's Spike giving you that narrative that he thinks is more interesting than doing something not with Spike, not worth it, you know?
0: Yeah, totally agree, totally agree. So one of the things that I've kind of come to, I mean, th- that I've come to know for sure about Spike is in in my opinion, he has four functions. So Spike will tempt us to, um, geesh, he'll tempt us to Um, either cheat on a test or he'll tempt us to, um, you know, break a law, you know, as we are driving in the car or he'll tempt me to be impatient with you or your sister. And he'll just tempt me with things that, that aren't really me that are just him. Would you say that's pretty fair?
1: Yeah, that is. Um, We've all had more thoughts. But it's also a spike narrative if you're talking bad about yourself or you think something is bad of yourself. You are you, and a spike narrative isn't going to change that. And you should definitely never change yourself unless it's to be the best version of you, to make you feel better about yourself. And not by changing your clothes or making, like, working out or eating healthier. It's just, it's just what you feel is right to you and your body.
0: That's, that's beautiful. That's totally beautiful. And that what you just said touches on the second thing that he does is Spike will, will shame us and he'll get us to think that we're no good. He'll get us to think that we need to be somebody else, just like what you said. Like be somebody else in order to fit in um, because he'll make us think that we're not good enough just as we are, right?
1: Yeah, and I don't wanna be that person but I wanna reference Mean Girls. <laughs> she she's such a beautiful woman, and I feel like those girls were spike narratives. They told her to change herself that they she would be more beautiful if she wore pink or mm-hmm. if she would wear her ponytail once a week. And I think, I think her two best friends were also a part of the spike narrative, pushing her towards. Temptations to make them feel bad about themselves, but really, she, she, those are her shoulder angels. They're telling her what's wrong and what's right. And I think her parents are telling her what's right, and she doesn't even know it. And I think, I think,
0: I mean, it's your analogy, I think, Lucy, is like pretty incredible because you're talking about mean girls, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's totally applicable in every way because spike wants us to think that we are not good enough that we're not going to be smart enough we're not going to be you know good looking enough we're not going to be able to measure up and it'll tell us that we that we're no good that we can't do well in tests that we can't do well at work and but the crazy thing is is it's not true the spike narrative on that isn't true right
1: it will never be true and you are the best version of you. And if you think anything different than that, then I think Spike's trying to get you out of your comfort zone and try something new. Yes. Something very off.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And, and the real skill with this, Lucy, is being able to identify Spike so that you can say, wait, the real me, this isn't the real me, this is just Spike telling me that I can't do well at work or on a test or I can't do well Um, or I'm not good enough, etc. But, the shaming part tees up the third function of Spike, which is to, to make mountains out of molehills, which is really like making things in our head seem way worse than what they actually are. Have you experienced anything like that, Luz?
1: Of course, of course. I've, I've had anxiety attacks at school and that is, That's hard. (laughs) That is really comparing an anthill to a mountain. It's, It's hard, and for all of you out there who's had a panic attack before, I'm here with you. All these other people are here with you. We all love you, and we all support you, no matter who or what or anything. Just, we're here for you, and we have breathing techniques, and we have just, if you need help, reach out to anyone that you feel safe with.
0: No, I love it. I totally love it. You know, um, the really scary thing for me about the mountains out of molehills is I'll be thinking, okay, I'm going to be late for this appointment. And then Spike will just take that and he'll blow it up into this huge thing where he's like, okay, because you're going to be late, then they're going to think that you're dumb. They're going to think that you're no good. And because um, you're going to be late, then this project or this appointment is going to be... Um, like all messed up and he's going to catastrophize any situation. And um, you know, I have experienced that a ton, but it's really important, I guess, just to stay in reality to know that if you recognize Spike, then you'll realize, okay, basically that's not true. That's just Spike because he's trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. So that tees up the last one, which is Spike will get us to minimize the, um, the thoughts of who we really are. He'll get us to rationalize um, the things that we know in our hearts that we want to do. And, um, and he'll get us to justify behavior that, that comes from him. And I mean, how, how do we, Lucy, how do we really come to like recognize Spike on the daily when he does this?
1: I, th- the one way I recognize Spike is when I hear a voice saying this is right when it's not right for me or anyone in that matter. And I feel like the one way to help that feeling go away is to see what's right and do what's right. And yeah, i
0: I mean, I, it's, it just takes some, like, it takes, you have to like know yourself, right. In order to, um, I don't know, in order to see the You have to know yourself in order to see who you really are, but also recognize what's not truth. And spike is something that every human being is gonna have, every human being is going to face. So if you were to help the, for instance, the mom of two young kids, or if you were to help um, give a piece of advice to the, the teenager who's in your same shoes, who's dealing with just life and drama, et cetera, how would you help them sort through what is spike and what is really their authentic true self.
1: I would help them by reminding them, you're who you are and no one can change that, but I'd also help them get through the hard things in life, these obstacles that hold us down. And anyone, if you reach out to anyone, they'll help you get past those obstacles. Like my dad, obviously, he's helped me reach these obstacles that are hard to reach. He's helped me with my homework. He's helped me with therapy. He's helped me with all these traumatic things going on in my life. And he's still here helping me. And I feel like he is hes my savior. He really looks out for me. And I feel like that feeling when you're a parent will always be there with
0: you. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, you know for me one of the ways that I've figured out how best to identify the spike narrative is to list the ca- like in, in those categories of like um, he's tempting me to you know to you know yell at my siblings or he is making me think that I'm no good because um of how whatever turned out that was out of my control he's making really big a really big situation out of nothing and I think each day being able to just evaluate what emotions you had and then what Spike did in those four categories, I think will be really helpful before. So it just takes some contemplation day to day to think, how did Spike talk to me? So, um, how Lucy, from your experience, how do you give yourself an opportunity to really like say, okay, what happened with Spike today and how do I actually dismiss it and live in reality?
1: So at the end of the day, me and my parents do a thing called worry time. This always helps, and even if you just do what's on your mind, in your mind, it always works. I do this every night before I go to bed, every morning when I wake up. And this, this worry time really takes how your day was, and it really tells you, were you okay today? Did you listen to Spike? Were, were you were you feeling safe? Did you feel safe? Did you make other people feel safe? It really it really questions on what you did today, and that helps me figure out my Spike narrative. And I've been me and my parents and my sister have been really trying to figure that out, and so we've all trying to be. be we're all trying to like lower it down to a little like
0: reduce the narrative.
1: Yes, of course. Right.
0: Yeah, it's it's um it takes practice each day to see spike and it takes um really it takes consistency to um give yourself a chance to see it. But ultimately, if we can live in reality, spike's not going to have a chance to um he's just not gonna have a chance to influence us in in a negative way to make us think that we're no good. So um, really the objective is just like what Lucy said is give yourself a chance um, each day and or night to evaluate the day. And you can see how based upon those four categories, how Spike has talked to you. And um, the best thing is, is you can you can call it as a spike narrative and dismiss it because here, here's the real dangerous thing I think about spike is spikes spike wants to get us to think that his narrative is our truth, right? Like he wants, he wants, and he'll disguise it and he'll add all these like really intense emotions, but that isn't truth. Like spikes narrative is not reality. And, that's going to be one of those things that's, that takes just daily effort, just a little bit each day. But once we do that, then um, then we can really just be mindful of what's us and what's Spike. So, um, Lucy, I really appreciate you showing up today and podcasting with me. It was awesome. And I know that everybody else is, is like, really wowing about what you've shared. So any last words before we peace out?
1: Um, I just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. At. and I hope this podcast episode helps you. I hope all of this podcast help you.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Luce. Appreciate it. And maybe one day we'll have you on again. Maybe. Okay. So Of course. <laughs> thanks you guys for being here. Thanks for listening. It was so good having you. Really glad you're here. Please share this episode if anything spoke to you. And if you like what you heard, subscribe. Love to hear from you. Also, if you would like to join me on an episode to walk through any kind of situation or scenario that's been really tough and challenging in life, go to growwithkobe.com and click on the email button and send me an email and let me know what your situation is, what you'd like to talk about, what you'd like to talk through, and you may be the person that I invite to join me on an episode over zoom and we can just walk through it based upon the skills of the episode thanks for being here guys talk soon